0: Hi, and welcome back to Weekly Dev Tips. I'm your host, Steve Smith, aka R. Dallas. This is episode 71. This is the first tip I'm recording since going into quarantine lockdown due to the coronavirus. The last few months were all recorded well ahead of their publication. I hope you're all staying safe and that you're finding these tips helpful, And perhaps you're listening to this from some time in the future, in which case, hopefully everything turned out great. This week's tip, brought to you by devbetter.com, is on the adapter design pattern. What is DevBetter? It's a private group coaching community geared toward accelerating developer careers. We meet weekly for a live Q&A session, and then we have an active Discord-based discussion the rest of the week. We talk about coding, we talk about interviewing, personal branding, how to find a job, how to go independent, all kinds of things like that. If you have a question and you think I could help you, you're free to ask it on DevBetter one way or another. Check it out if you're interested and you can join our fine group of people. So this week we're going to talk briefly about the adapter design pattern. This is one of the most common and useful design patterns, so it's a good idea for most developers to at least be familiar with it. It's described in the original Gang of Fours design patterns book, which I've linked to in the show notes. You can also learn more about it in the great book Head First Design Patterns, or from my Pluralsight course, also both linked in the show notes. This pattern is designed to solve the problem of incompatible interfaces. Typically, this is an issue when you can't or you don't want to change a client's expectations to match a service provider's interface, or vice versa. For instance, let's say you have a large application and everywhere throughout it, you've made calls to log diagnostic output using a particular named method with certain arguments. Now, you discover that you need to use a different logging solution But unfortunately, its method has a different name, and its arguments are in a different order. Do you need to touch everywhere in your application to make this change? Is it even worth it at that point? You don't necessarily have to make that big of an effort. Instead, you can introduce an adapter. The adapter will have the same interface as your existing approach, but its job will be to translate from your existing interface that you're used to using to the new one. It'll do that behind the scenes, so that your code doesn't know any different. Your code keeps using the method signature it's used to, but you're able to point it at a different end result. Because they usually wrap the incompatible class, adapters are often referred to as wrappers, with a W, not like wrap artists. Alright, now, it is against the rules to talk about the adapter design pattern without comparing it to electrical plug adapters, so here goes. If you've ever traveled and needed to use an adapter to convert your US plug appliance to fit another country's outlet or vice versa, you've used an adapter. They're also common with electronics. For instance, to convert a newer iPhone lightning port to a 3.5mm audio port on devices that lack a headphone jack. Adapters let you evolve the behavior of both the client and the service provider while still allowing incompatible combinations to work together. In this way, they serve as a way of decoupling clients from their service providers. Although adapters are structurally very similar to decorators and proxies, their intent differs. You can learn more about all of these patterns and see code examples on Pluralsight or in the books I mentioned earlier. That's it for this week. If you want to hear more from me, please go to our slash tips and sign up for a free tip in your inbox every Wednesday. I'm also streaming programming topics on twitch.tv slash Thank you for subscribing to Weekly Dev Tips, and I'll see you next week with another great developer tip. Stay safe.